0: Hey guys. Hey guys. And welcome to episode
1: 26 of a strange thing podcast. Oh yeah. I'm Mike and I'm Austin and together we are your hosts with the most which kind of brings, brings us to up our, our topic. topic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're
0: coming at you from the stranger, stranger zone. Stranger zone. And our topic today is about Weird quirks. Strange quirks that people have. Like how if I say hosts, my dad says. Most. Every single time.
1: Well, not every time, but (laughs) quite a few times. It is kind of a quirk. And it's because I get nervous and I don't know what to say right right at that moment. So I just like blurt it out. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do. (laughs) But that's okay because everybody has quirks. It's and true. We, and we thought, what a great topic to talk about strange things, strange quirks, or strange phobias, or strange antics that people do have or say. Yeah. And just because we're saying
0: they're strange doesn't mean they're bad, or people should be ashamed of them, or that they're even that strange, but they're, they're not something that the majority of people have to deal with. So, from the outside perspective... From the third-party view, it
1: feels a little weird. I kind of like to think of them as the spices of life is. Spices of life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these are the things that make life interesting. Oh, yeah. You know, it's fun to meet new people and they do things in different ways. Mm-hmm. And that makes you more endeared towards
0: them. Even though, like in my case, it's something that drives me absolutely crazy. Uh-oh. But people seem to have a good time making fun of it. So...
1: Yeah, like what thing are you talking about? I think you know what I'm talking about. Austin has a little problem, especially with me. I I kind of have a loud eating habit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like chips. A loud consuming habit. Yeah, when I eat. (laughs) Or drink. When I chew. Or drink, yeah. I like to go, (laughs) I like to chew on my chips and sometimes I don't get my mouth closed all the way before I bite Mm -hmm. down. So you get that echoey, cavernous crunch sound. I love that sound. It makes me hungry. And then sometimes, you know, food's so good that I got to kind of do the smack thing, like, mm,
0: mm, mm. No,
1: bad. Yeah. So Austin can't handle that. I can't handle that at all. And that's actually a actual... A real kind of phobia. Yeah. Or D- disorder or something. Disorder, phobia, something. It's called like misophonia. Misophonia. Yeah. Misophonia. <laughs> Austin's very phony guy. Oh, nice. (laughs) It's misophonia, yeah. Yeah. And it's a real thing. A lot of people have it. In fact, I've been asking people when I found out we were going to be doing this episode. I started asking people, you know, do you have any weird quirks Mm. or phobias? And a lot of them have eating sound phobias. Because... I'd like to talk about you and say, yeah, my son's kind of weird. He's got this weird thing where he can't stand to hear people chew. He has to turn on the radio. Mm -hmm. Half the time, the things he puts on the radio sound a thousand times worse than somebody (laughs) chewing, but for whatever reason, it disguises the chewing sounds.
0: Anything static is better. I did a little research and uh, there's a lot of things that can cause it, like involuntary noises from people like smacking or chewing loud, repetitive noises like... um, I saw one that was interesting, like windshield wipers that just drive somebody crazy. Mm-hmm. And I can understand like a pen tapping when you're trying to concentrate and it drives- Yeah, you know, it drives you up the wall. I guess that's a form of it. But then they also mentioned that it can be visual too. Yeah. Like if there's a like a intermittent flash from like a maybe a fan or like a, you know, something that's just- Repetitive. Repetitive and intermittent- mm-hmm it would drive you it would drive these people crazy basically
1: it's a stimulus that distracts you from what you're trying to do or think
0: i did research on like the causes and they don't really know what causes it but they know it's not an ear thing or a visual thing it's not related to like a physical disability it's it's a mental thing and it's something about your brain where it processes these sounds or these the visual or audio input in your brain, it's also kind of having a fight or flight response.
1: So, it's kind of, it's its an actual mental problem. It's not like something that's just in your head, although it is in your head. Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah, like your body is having like a an angry reaction or anxious or it could have like a depressed, like sad response mm-hmm. to it or even like it can cause nausea and stuff, which I can actually feel like. I remember when I was little. We used to wake up in the morning, and mom would kind of get us going in the morning, put out cereal for breakfast or whatever. And my sister Amber, I could just hear her chewing, this like fruity pebbles crunch, or whatever, crunch, <laughs> and it would make me mad. And we'd get in like little, you, you know, you, altercations yeah. in the morning because I, it just so angry. And I, now that I'm older, I don't. Or it. bothers, aware of it, it know bothers how to, me as much. Know how to it process just process. I just don't take it out on that person. Yeah. Although if I'm irritated and I hear like.
1: Well, this is a common thing. A lot of people have things that irritate them that other people do. It mm-hmm. might be the way that they, you know, they have a inflection in their voice when they say right. something. Didn't I do that? You uh, know, something like that yeah. that causes that reaction. Um, sometimes it's visual. Like sometimes the way people will move mm-hmm. causes that reaction. Yep. You know, if somebody has a, a weird stance or they they stand funny. And it could be psychosomatic.
0: keep touching their nose or they...
1: Yeah, or a nervous tick or something. And it, it, it can drive people nuts. I mean, it can actually make them go a little bit batty for a while. Oh, yeah. And it can make them angry and they don't even know why. Probably in that
0: situation has a lot to do with the people's opinion of that other person. Yeah, could be. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, don't I don't want to pump your tires here, guy. But I look up to you. You're my dad, right? Oh, uh, and then nice you're doing this that. thing, chewing so loud that drives me crazy. How could somebody look up to sound like and that? It, and and I think it bothers me a little bit more because it's like, ah, stop. You're
1: good. I want to like you. You're a lot, so cool. So being but so- just <laughs> stop with the chewing, man. Well, I got to tell a story about my chewing noises. Oh. I, you know, I'm. You know, my dad, right? Your grandpa. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The typewriter. He, he is he is tenfold worse than me. Mm-hmm. In the way that he eats and stuff. As far as noises go. We call him the typewriter when yeah. he eats corn on the cob.
0: <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it's like... <laughs> all the way across and then... All the way to the left side. <laughs>
1: it's impressive. It is. It's even cool. mad, I'm just depressed. Except for when you hear the sound. If it was yeah. a silent movie, it'd be <laughs> great. It'd <Really> be great. Yes. <laughs> One time I was at my sister-in-law's house. And I was sitting there eating sunflower seeds. And we were all watching a movie. There was like 10 of us around the big TV watching a movie or something. I was sitting there just eating my sunflower seeds, watching the movie, not a care in the world, totally oblivious to anything. And all of a sudden the movie stops. Somebody hits pause. And my sister-in-law goes, Mike, would you cut that out, please? (laughs) (laughs) And she was talking about my sunflower seeds. Roxanne, my wife, said later, she said, Yeah, you're making so much noise. You were just crunching on them. Then you'd spit them. Then you'd spit it in the bottle. And then you get the next one, you crunch it, and then you'd suck the seed out, then you'd spit it in the bottle. That's funny. And my sister in law had it finally up where she couldn't take it anymore. And she had to stop the movie and ask me, not politely either. She just basically chewed me out and said, Would you cut that out? <laughs> so, anyway, that's my story of funny. loud noises. You have to admit, you make all these like little weird I, dul- 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 <laughs> noises that come up out of like your gullet.
0: Yeah, but they're like, they're like in my body and they're like, like oh. and yours is like. like
1: yeah, it's weird. <laughs> and then you're you're looking at me, your mouth is closed and you're making weird noise out yeah. of your stomach. I don't know how that happens. That reminds me of one, and
0: we'll probably touch on this stuff later, but we're, you know, some weird habits that people have are like involuntary things. And I don't know, I've I've had TMJ before. Uh, temporal mandibular joint. <laughs> juxtification. Pain. TMJ. Anyway, that's from like grinding your teeth and stress and all kinds of stuff. And then you look at my teeth, they're like all crooked on the right side or they're like ground down.
1: Mm-hmm. You grind your teeth?
0: I grind my teeth, but I do it at work and if I have music playing... I grind my teeth and like slide them across the other teeth and make little drum beats.
1: In time. In time. That's actually classified as an obsessive compulsive disorder. Really, I mean, they all kind of go together and we should throw out a big disclaimer here. We're not making fun of anybody any more than we're making fun of ourselves because we all have these strange things that we do.
0: Everybody's got a quirk. Yeah. Obviously, I have my irritation with sounds. And my weird drumming in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I was going to see if the microphone could pick it up because I think it would be funny.
1: Yeah, do it. Do, uh... <laughs> I have to have a song in my head. What song is that? I don't know. It's like a normal drum beat. That's I don't know if you could hear and you, the... you would do that with the music as it's playing? Yeah. And
0: like mm-hmm. whatever song comes on, it
1: like causes you, know, like... you to do that in that and rhythm.
0: And uh, yeah, and like the grinding, kind of like a hi hat from like a left to right slide across my front teeth, and then like a <laughs> clacking. So, and then as, like a yeah, for mo- the drum, like the kick drum.
2: Yeah.
1: Most of our listeners don't probably realize or know that Austin is a drummer. So he always. does play the drums. He's always beating on something. <laughs> yep. Except for his wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and my kids. That. And no kids. And the yeah. dogs. Yeah. No people, dogs, animals, anything like that. I'm a tapper. Life is a drum. (laughs) Tapperoo. He's a tapper. Uh, I know. Everybody has weird things. So I'm going to tell a story. At the time, this could have been really, really serious. And it's about me as a little kid growing up. And you hear about kids that have, you know, just different disorders and things like that. Right. So I was one of those kids. When I was a little kid, for whatever reason, I remember it was right as I was starting, um, not even kindergarten, it was preschool. And for whatever reason, I got it in my head that mom and dad, my parents were trying to kill me. Just for some reason. Yeah. I had this phobia, this belief or whatever it is that a mental disorder that my parents were trying to kill me. I was four or five years old. Wow. So I would walk around. I would not touch anything. Because I was sure there was poison. Like some kind of contact poison. Right. So I would wash my hands obsessively, like repeat, rinse, wash, repeat, rinse, wash, repeat. And then when I was done, I wouldn't use a towel because there was poison on the towel. So I would walk around and my mom said that my hands got so chapped. She's putting poison lotion on there. They couldn't even put lotion on it because that was poison. And when I went to this preschool or this uh, kindergarten, I remember one time, and this is very vivid in my mind, somebody brought donuts for somebody's birthday, and I pulled open my donut, and there was a drop of oil in the donut. You know how donuts poison, are fried in oil? I mean? And I thought it was poison, yeah. so I wouldn't eat my donut. And when I went back to the bathroom, they had these you know, urinals that were up against the wall, and there was mold growing on the wall.
2: Oh, and that was days.
1: poison. Everything's poison. Everything was poison. Mom would put salt on like my eggs for breakfast, and I thought it was ground up glass. Iocane from no, ground up glass. It Ooh, was worse than Iocane. It was ground up glass. Nothing's and pepper was poison. And um, <laughs> I had lost all this weight. They'd taken me to the doctor. The doctor <laughs> said kids sometimes go crazy like that and they do weird things. Oh my gosh! Finally, the way I was cured is my mom had to go do something. She worked. And uh, so she took me over to my grandma Ulrich's house and she left me there and my grandma made me some scrambled eggs, which I loved. That was like my favorite thing. And I saw her salt it and I said, no, I'm not going to eat it. You put ground glass on my eggs. Mm -hmm. And she says, no, I made these eggs for you. You're going to eat them. And I said, no, it will kill me. You're trying to kill me. And she said, these eggs will not kill you. But if you do not eat these eggs, (laughs) I will beat you with this broom. (laughs) That's funny. And I wouldn't eat it. And she hit me with a broom. Mm. And then to stop her from hitting me with a broom, I ate the eggs. And she said, See, now you're you're, alive. You're not poisoned. (laughs) And from then on, I never worried about being poisoned again, but I sure was majorly afraid of my grandma. Getting whipped. (laughs) That's (laughs) hilarious. Yep. I wonder if my son would develop
0: something like that because he does not like to eat, unless it's pizza.
1: Yeah, he does have a hard time eating. He trusts me
0: pretty good though. I talked him into limes and habanero sauce. (laughs)
1: I think he, yeah, right. <laughs> no wonder he has a hard time yeah, eating stuff. Yeah, well, I'm never going to eat again. My dad gives me habanero sauce. <laughs> but, you know, I think what's really interesting about your son is I think a lot of it is just, he just doesn't like a lot of things. He just doesn't feel like eating. He's, He's not a hungry. Yeah, a He's a simple guy. Yeah, like like simple guy. a simple guy likes simple food. Yeah. Anyway, that's my story of weirdness. Uh, you could call that, I mean, there is a name for that phobia. It's called toxophobia, the fear of being poisoned. And uh, I had that at four years old.
0: Uh, Toxophobia reminds me of one in a similar way. It seems like something a little kid would come up with or like um, just a a lack of trust or paranoia in Mm -hmm. your life. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you ever heard of uh, imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome? Or also called capgrass syndrome? Named after the guy who uh, discovered it or made it famous. I think he was the first one that got it diagnosed on the books or whatever or capgrass delusion Hmm. and basically this is the 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 thought that everybody close to you is been replaced with somebody an imposter oh like like, a perfect doppelganger
1: like the movie the thing the thing takes over the shapes of people and then it like kills more people until they're finally somebody in this camp being what he appears to be right now that may be one or two of us by spring it could be all of us So how do we know who's human? If I was an imitation, a perfect imitation, how would you know if it was really me?
0: Kind of, but I think less sinister. Oh. So like, I would just think, for some reason, you're not my dad anymore. You're a guy who's stepped in and pretending to be my dad. Oh, like the last Starfighter. You remember that movie? Reading
2: Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to
1: defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. Get ready, prepare for blastoff. The last starfighter, the guy gets a clone so that he can go off and fight the uh, whatever armada. Hey, you look like me. Of course I do, I'm the beta unit. What the hell's a beta unit? A beta unit is a simuloid, an exact duplicate of you only not as loud. And then the uh, clone stays on Earth and tries to make out with his girlfriend because it's he's really a clone he's not the real boyfriend he's like a robot nope nope not like that no nah. oh, okay that, great movie that. last star friday you're gonna have to watch it now. <laughs> all right yeah. Yeah. but this syndrome
0: it's really low number of people have this but mm. it's like a paranoia type thing and it reminds me of like you know you see somebody who just can't trust anybody yeah. you know in like a movie or you know like a homeless person he just you know hears voices and it seems like it closely related to like schizophrenia or mm. people who have epilepsy or... Um, so, it's a true like psychological disorder. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a it's a psychological disorder, but man, isn't that a weird one? It's it like, is like It's similar to the poison thing where you just have this lack of trust. Right. And I wonder if it stems from just hoping and relying on the hope that people in your life won't betray you or they are who they are in, in your life.
1: Yeah. It sounds yeah. like maybe there's like a deep-seated distrust. Mm-hmm. And so... That distrust manifests in like, well, the person I love would never do something bad to me, but I still have this distrust. So I got to project that onto something else. Yeah. This is not my my real dad or mom. This is a, an imposter. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So that's like an uncommon one. I, you know, there are so many things that are really common. Let's, let's jump into some of the really common ones. Okay. Because I think that that'll make us all feel a little bit better. And then we'll go into the weirder and more strange things. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, some of the most common phobias that are out there is like, you know, the fear of the dark. Oh, yeah. How Let's... many people have are afraid of the dark? In fact, there's a video game called Afraid of the Dark. Is there? It's a classic video game. But Oh, no, that was Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark. That was a great game. It was like one of the first 3D. Well, it was, it was 2.5D video game. Oh. Yeah, it was really good. You'd play this character... And you would have to navigate these rooms. The rooms were static, but your character was like this really primitive 3D polygonal shape that would go through the environments and look at things. And yeah, it was creepy. Polygonal? He had polygons. Wives? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm using game development speech. <laughs> um, polygons. <laughs> polygonal. Was yeah. Polygamy. I'm, no, 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 not polygamy. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, the uh, technical term for that is Nyctophobia. Hmm. Yeah, like nocto must be night and phobia must be fear of. So, hmm. Nyctophobia. One... Oh, I was just going to say, some of the people who have that, well, one of the most famous is uh, Keanu Reeves.
0: Keanu Reeves.
1: Yeah. He... Old John Wick, scared of the dark. Scared of the dark. Well, and, and, you know, there's been interviews with him where he talks about it. It might just be he's afraid of dying, which is the ultimate dark. Hmm. But yeah, so. You need some hope. Nyctophobia. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I think that stems from a perfectly
0: normal place yeah if so in like an evolutionary standpoint people growing up they didn't have fire they didn't have light like we have now and they were never able to see in the dark and that's when all the the bad things come out that's yeah, when the lions and the coyotes the wolves the alligators whatever they come out at night yeah and that's if you're where you're blind to up.
1: enemies or things that could destroy you no wonder you're afraid of it yeah
0: that plus you know if I have to go check the doors in the middle of the night, Cause my wife hears something and it's dark and I step on Legos, you know, I'm afraid of the dark now. Cause I'm probably going to step on yeah, a Lego. step in a Lego or something. Yeah. Hate when that happens. You know what I mean? It's not good. That's not good. You know what's so the worst to step in at night?
1: Poop. Dog poop. That. I've done gross. that a couple of times. We got, you know, Tilly. Yeah. Sometimes when it's raining, she doesn't want to go outside. Mm, She's too you know, lazy or doesn't want to get wet. And so she'll poop somewhere kind of right in the middle of the floor. And then so, you, you know, you're stumbling out, you don't have your glasses on, everything's blurry, you come out to like, you know, go to the bathroom or whatever, and then all of a sudden you stick your foot in this smushy thing. And the worst part is, is after you do it, you got to go in and wash your foot. And then you're awake. And then you're awake so and you stick your back. foot in cold water because you couldn't wait for the
0: warm water Dang to get, dog. travel across the house. And
1: then she knows she's in trouble, so she hides. Yeah, I wouldn't
0: keep a dog that does that. No.
1: And then by the morning, she's so in there whimpering and cute that you feel bad for her, so you give her a treat. So mm. it's almost like you're rewarding you her. Treat
0: before you throw her out on the highway. No, you Just
1: reward kidding. her for pooping on the floor is what you're
0: doing. That's bad. I know, it is bad. But anyway, okay. So buy a big dog. Big bladder, big dog.
1: <laughs> but anyway, and... Those playing our drinking game, have a drink on me. I was going to
0: say ice cubes. So what? like, <laughs> you never walk out of your room and step on an ice cube. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> how do you do your that? Freeze, this is what I'm thinking of. Oh, your ice fridge that we on had. Every once in a while, it would like just drop an ice cube. Like it melted uh. a little bit and then it snuck out of there. And you'd walk by in the middle of the night. You just step, maybe got your sock on and it just like. Is it like, like an ice cube is or is just the water? Just wet spot? icy cold
1: water. And you're just like. What? <laughs> this
0: isn't supposed to happen.
1: Yeah. See, now this could be a phobia. It's called the fear of stepping in wet spots. I still called a phobia. I called a phobia. <laughs> I don't know what I meant. Yeah. What you said. I said called a phobia. It's <laughs> funny. Well, okay. So another common uh, type of phobia that people have would be the fear of heights. Oh, yeah. A lot of people have fear of heights. You know. You have that. I didn't have that. You're growing, I was a gymnast, man. I was always doing crazy things with heights and stuff. But I think I'm okay with mm. heights. It's when I'm with other people that I get, you know, fear Anxious. of heights. Which is also called acrophobia. Acrophobia. Yeah. Acrobat. Phobia. Yeah. Hi. So I get phobia, acrophobia when... I'm with somebody like you, and we're walking up to the edge of a canyon, (laughs) and you're walking right up to the edge. It's not for me, because I know I'm not stupid. I'm going to (laughs) stop. He's stupid. I don't know what you're going to (laughs) do. You think I'm stupid. That's what it is. Or when we took your mom to the Grand Canyon, and she'd just go marching up there without a care in the world right to the edge. And I'm Mm. like, you are six inches from death. Why would you do that? Yeah. Just stay away from the edge, because I know you're a klutz. Uh, <laughs> stay away from the edge. You don't have cat-like uh, reflexes like me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know. Th- that's the thoughts oh, that, that's okay. going through my head. So yeah. Anyway, the fear of heights. That's a real yeah. common thing.
0: It is. I mean, I mean, that's another one of those things. It's natural.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it, there are people who can't walk up to a cliff edge. Maybe they got vertigo,
1: oh, and they be. get
0: up there, yeah. look down, and yep. they're ah! all over. But for me it's like I mean I'll get up to a foot without feeling weird. Mm-hmm. Anything past a foot I'm getting real cautious. But a foot eh.
1: yeah. Unless you're going to trip on a shoelace or something. Oh, you're, you're I fine. don't
0: do like a freaking <laughs> marathon <at laughs> you know,
1: one foot like running <laughs> distance <you> know, from- <laughs> stop. No. Well, okay, one other thing I'm going to say about that. You know, if other people that I don't care about go up to the edge of something, I don't get acrophobia. <laughs> It's only the people I c- love and care about when they get up close to oh, the edge. Okay. That's when I get access. So that's like a protective thing. And, and that- you know, and it actually ties into something that I would consider kind of an OCD thing that mm-hmm. I'm going to tell later when we get into some more serious stuff that I used to have concerning my sister and heights. But anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll save that.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. You know what that makes me think of is like there's a, uh, the Grand Canyon. Yeah. There's an insane amount of like deaths yeah. and injuries that f- people fall fallen. Yeah, they do. too close for that perfect photo op or whatever, and then you or know, they're they
1: playing d- with their phone, phone and just, just walk down right down over and the and edge. Yeah, yeah, of for of sure. And then you know why would you ever take your kids there, right? Unless they're on like some leash. I would never take my kids on a leash <laughs> to the Grand Canyon uh, and, and let them wander around. Not as a young kid, no, because they don't have guardrails on those trails. Anything, yeah. So if you let them go and they walk too close to the edge and they trip and fall, like they always do at your home, kids could fall on a freaking hair on the ground they're it's gone crazy. Oh, yeah that's you know that's nightmare stuff for me yeah. i don't even like thinking about it. let's it move on so one thing i was going to say about uh acrophobia is that there are a lot of famous people who have acrophobia and some of them are surprising <laughs> like sylvester stallone evil who, knievel i don't know if he had it oh. but sylvester stallone had acrophobia so it was just alone. Sylvester Stallone, you know, and he, yeah. he did like Cliffhanger. He, he did a lot of movies where he's an action hero and, and hanging like even in Rambo, he jumps off that cliff into a tree. Yeah, like hanging off the edge of a helicopter. <laughs> yes, that guy. But yeah, supposedly he has acrophobia. Uh, Matt Damon, another guy who's very famous for his movies. Right. And then uh, Sheryl Crow also has Fear of Heights. So anyway, there's a lot wow. of people in that club. If you have acrophobia. You're not alone. Okay, so another one. Um, Let's talk about the fear of water. Hydrophobia. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are afraid of the water. Some people are afraid of water for multiple things. Some people don't like to like even get in the shower because they're so afraid of water. It's like this weird sensation thing. Other people are afraid of like what's under the water. Yeah,
0: I used to kind of have
1: that. A lot of people, I mean, people that go out in the ocean and they dump in the ocean and they swim along the surface and that's big fun. Well, another classification of people would never in hell Mm-mm. be caught out in the water because there are sea monsters under there. I've been to the
0: ocean once. Well, I've been to like in the ocean, on the ocean, in a boat, you know, once. I saw two sharks. Yeah. Right? I'm not going out there. Well, just to think they've got around. those
1: urchins that one sting would kill you. Ooh. One sting urchins? I, they're jellyfish, but yeah. Yeah, know, one sting would kill you. Sea snakes, the most venomous snakes mm. in the world are in the ocean. I don't think they're <laughs> like right up by the top. No, I'm just saying. I'm just going out there. There's like giant squids. They know that oh, they exist. Oh, yeah. Right? There's, there's like like these giant fish creatures. Mm-hmm. It is terrifying. You don't know. You're up there in ignorance and Great bliss, white you white know, sharks. up there on the surface. But underneath is Swordfish. A million ways to die. It's a fish literally. Named after a yeah. weapon. So I can understand hydrophobia. I don't have it. I don't yeah. if I go swimming or whatever, I might think, Oh, I hope there's not a shark under here. Mm. But I don't I don't worry about it. It doesn't bother me.
0: I have lot. a weird one where we're when we're wading across the river. We do that pretty yeah. regularly. Yeah. Yeah. I always wear those sandals. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of stepping on like an old fish hook. Oh yeah, and then like getting it caught on a rock, and it's just like ripping into my skin, and the water's cold, and I don't feel it, and then I rip a bunch of. Well,
1: you know. I've actually had a that weird figure happen. Figure. I've oh, stepped on the fish hook. Didn't spear me, mm. fortunately, but I got the fishing line wrapped around my big toe. Yeah, Ooh, weird. And it was stuck in there. And then when I got over, I was dragging, which was stupid. If I, you know, thinking about it, when I finally got to the shore, I was dragging this all this tangled fish line. And sure kind of enough, there's like a treble gotcha. hook Ooh, yeah, that with, with like a lure. Yeah, if I would have stepped on it wrong, that would have gone right into my foot. Yeah, yeah that's a whole different phobia, me. though. You, you know, know what first. hydrophobia reminds
0: me of? What? Prepared to be impressed. Um, do you remember that play <laughs> they did in Twin Falls? Captain Noah's Traveling Zoo?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah. And he
0: says... My name is Shem. I am in charge of gathering the animals yeah, by the, finding the, the, them the, the, and placing the, 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 ads in classifieds and personals. Yeah. I found a pack of packet germs and also hydrophobic worms. we got a snake that kind of squirms and uh, Anaerobic germs. Anaerobic germs. Yeah.
1: My name is Shem. I am in charge of gathering the animals. We're finding them by placing ads in classifieds and personals. We found a pack of packet germs and also hydrophobic worms. We've got a snake that kind of squirms and here's Some anaerobic germs. It's freezing and bees and coyotes and aromatics. Yeah. And shout out to Jim to Montana. To if you ever <laughs> listen to this podcast, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Fun time. But yeah. Yeah. That's the peak of my childhood, <laughs> messed up. Yeah, so those are those are really common. There's a bunch more, I mean, that we could go on with common things, but they're not as fun as when you get into the more strange phobias that mm. people have or quirks that people have. I thought it would be fun to go in a few of those. Um, one of those fears, which your mom has, it's a phobia. It's called the fear of making decisions. It's called mm. decidophobia. I think every woman has that. I think a lot of women no, do. i not sexist, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yes, you have asked a
0: woman where to eat.
1: I'm sexy. I'm, the, I'm sexiest the sexiest man alive. alive. <laughs> I can't say
0: that these days. Oh, yeah. No, I'm so sexiest, I said.
1: Sexiest, sexiest and I know it. No, I said I'm the sexiest man alive.
0: Oh, I'm sexy, and I know it.
1: Yeah, okay. You don't agree? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, anyway, decidophobia. So, yeah, your mom does not like to be the one that has to make the final decision. In case it's wrong, she always wants to like, you know, Mm -hmm. give that responsibility to somebody else so she doesn't take full responsibility when it goes goes south. Yeah. Okay. Another one is uh, the fear of beards. So I thought this was funny. Yeah. If anybody has the fear of beards right now or what do they call it? Paganophobia. Paganophobia. If they have Paganophobia, they are screwed right now because I'd say 90% of all males and some females have beards right now. And some females.
2: (laughs) This Is the greatest show, yeah.
1: Um, that's kind of why I shaved
0: my beard off for a while. You were had, had I a phobia had a goatee, a beard? No, just I had a phobia of looking like a hipster, <laughs> and in doing
1: that, I was kind of a hipster, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just got to be yourself, man. Yep. be true to yourself. What's that to thine own self? Be true to thine own self.
0: Be I don't listen to things that have the word thine in it.
1: All right. (laughs) Going deep. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, another uh, not-so-common phobia. Let's talk about the fear of felines, the fear of cats. (laughs) Cats are gross. Some people are terrified of cats. Um, My wife, she hates them. She she hisses at them. It's weird. Well, you know, they're so unpredictable. Yeah. Who knows what they're going to do? They're just like crazy animals. Uh, well, some of them, I, you know, we can't, we 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 <laughs> got to be politically correct. We can't classify them all together.
0: <laughs> I got a funny cat story. Okay. Speaking of unpredictable animals. So I was like a week into my new job at a HVAC company. Uh huh. Shout out to McFate Heating and Air Conditioning in uh, Boise, Idaho. Sonia and Jamie. That's 375-2770. <laughs> there you go. Um, you can pass later. Area code. anyway i'm sitting there and kind of waiting for the the owner and everybody to get moving i kind of got my butt on the bumper of the work van kind of leaning forward on my knees you know Uh out of nowhere i just have this terrible stinging scratching pain in my back and it was like ah what (laughs) pretty painful and like a thud something heavy hit my back and i stood up and And something's clawing onto me and I reach back and I just kinda grab it and fling it away. <laughs> you know. Like a, and then it was like, <laughs> it's like cat. Sweet little cat just decided to kind of jump down on me. And and grabbed, then it probably yeah. started falling and grabbed me, but <laughs> then it hurt and then I grabbed it and flinged it.
1: That's a, you know, that would be terrifying. It, yeah. it was out of nowhere. Well, you have something in common with Napoleon Bonaparte. Really? Yeah, he is a very famous person who had alloraphobia. Alloraphobia? Alloraphobia. Yeah, so Napoleon Bonaparte and you have alloraphobia. I don't think I have. I'm Only when they jump on cats, you without them knowing. But when they jump yeah. on you randomly, you know I mean. Yeah, that's a weird one. So another one, um, Alfred Hitchcock, he had a fear of eggs. Like, wow. he thought they were gross. He thought people who ate them were gross. It was disgusting. How could this white orb, when you crack it open and this yellow pussy-like stuff squirts out, how could that be anything good? And that was called ovophobia, like ovarian, ovary, ovary, ovary. yeah, ovophobia. So Alfred Hitchcock had that. Um, Another famous phobia person is uh, Nicole Kidman, who had lapida opterophobia. Lapida. I'm afraid of flatbread. Butterflies. She had an experience that she talks about when she was a kid that she would walk home. And this is in Australia. And when she'd get to the, the gate of her house, often on the gate was... A butterfly, and it terrified her. That's weird. And so she would walk way out of her way or climb over the fence to avoid having to come into confrontation with a butterfly. Yeah. Wow. Now, it could have been, like, huge with things. I don't know, but whatever it was. (laughs) It's a bat. Yeah, she didn't want to experience a butterfly thing.
0: In Australia, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some, like, poisonous butterfly.
1: So another one is the fear of clowns. Guess who has a fear of clowns, or otherwise known as calrophobia. Who's that? Johnny Depp.
0: Johnny Depp. He
1: says the crazy thing. He's You're saying if a man
0: comes in to him, this just It makes him scared of him.
1: That's really good. <laughs>
0: just I mumble and slurry words. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Johnny Depp has a lot of problems right now if you follow any kind of news or, you know, uh, celebrity stories. But anyway, poor Johnny. Yeah, we're, we're praying for you, man. But anyway, he has a fear of clowns. And, and so one of the ones that I thought was really funny well, it's not even funny. Well, it is funny because it's so weird. It's like a paradox, right? So there is a phobia of having a phobia. Whoa. So so you're worried that you are that you have a phobia and it gives you a phobia. And hmm. it's called phobophobia 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 it's a real thing phobo,
2: phobo, 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 phobophobia. yeah
1: i don't know if i have a phobophobia or not i know i have some phobias I'd, i can kind of understand that mm-hmm. because like
0: people like me are pretty judgmental <laughs> of the way people act and things that they do and i could understand being afraid of being seen as the person who's afraid of something.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's that kind of thing. So what's weird, and we talked about this a little bit when we first started talking on the subject, is that a lot of these phobias or quirks can give way when they become extreme to obsessive compulsive disorders or mental disorders. So a lot of these things are connected. Because if, say, you're afraid of the dark and that causes you to do something that is obsessive compulsive, Because you don't want to be in the dark. So maybe you have to strap yourself with uh, 2,400 battery-powered LEDs to go outside when it's dark. I mean, that's an obsessive-compulsive disorder that's actually triggered by your fear of the dark. Mm. So, I mean, these things are all kind of married together. So, like, my uh, fear of maybe going into the bathroom at the kindergarten because I was afraid there was poison on the wall in the form of mold. Uh was probably was. An, an OCD behavior, but it was triggered by my fear of toxophobia. Mm-hmm. So these things kind of all kind of gel together. So one of the common phobias that people have, and some of them are very benign. They're just people are aware of it. And other people are extreme, is germophobia. Mm-hmm. And uh, germophobes are all over you. It's also called uh, <laughs> germophobia is all over you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you right. just said. No, I didn't even mean to. Absolutely. I'm so clever. But uh, it's also called mysophobia, which is different than your misophonia. Huh. Phobia and phonia are different things. And they're spelled a little different. One is misophonia. That's the fear of chewing sounds. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is mysophobia, which is being a germaphobe. So you're afraid you're going to get some kind of disease or something. Which is pretty much everybody in today's Yeah. Well, right now with COVID-19, everybody is becoming or has already become a germaphobe or a viraphobe. Seems to be. Yeah. We could call it a viraphobia. Viraphobe. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. But anyway, whatever your your thoughts are on that, that's a different subject. We're not going to go there. We're going to avoid that political quagmire and we're just going to like truck right on. Yeah. Um, yeah, germophobia. So a lot of famous people are germophobes mm-hmm. and a lot of non-famous people are germophobes. A lot of you listening might be to some degree or another, a germophobe.
0: Isn't the guy from like deal or no deal or, uh, Oh, Howie Mandel. <laughs> Let's make a deal.
1: Yes. Howie Mandel is a famous germophobe. Um, he also does uh, America's got talent. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he is very well known as somebody who does not like to be touched or to touch people. Is it him or – well, it might even be Donald Trump because Donald Trump, as far as his desire to shake hands, he doesn't like shaking hands. Weird. Um, Somebody calls it a human Petri dish, which is your hand when you shake. Yeah. Yeah. And that might be Howie Mandel. I know uh, the other guy, the famous uh, radio announcer, shock jock. uh, Howard Stern. Howard Stern. He's a germaphobe. Howard Mandel. Howie. Howie Mandel and Howard Stern. Howard Stern. They're both germaphobes. It must be something to do with – how the word is that Howard how? how I don't know but okay I'm going to throw one more in there okay okay as far as extreme germaphobes go and he's also a how no Howard Hughes Now Howard Hughes is a really famous million billionaire guy from like the 1950s So this guy I've heard the name Yeah I mean he he started Hughes Air West he had an airline and then he bought TWA I mean, this guy, he's done a lot of things. He was an engineer. He designed airplanes, Hmm. did all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, he set speed records in airplanes, and he crashed in an airplane. I mean, he had this wild life. As its owner, backer, builder, and pilot, Howard Hughes brings the plane in from its test flight for a landing at the dangerous speed of 75 miles an hour. It's only 1935. Yet millionaire sportsman Howard Hughes has flown over 300 miles an hour. He made movies. He bought a movie studio. Uh, he was famous. He'd actually won like Oscars. Um, <laughs> this guy had like the ideal life. He was a playboy. He, he slept with all kinds of Hollywood starlets. And he, at the end of World War II and into the Cold War, There was a a Russian submarine that sunk and they couldn't locate it. The Russians couldn't locate it. Well, the uh, CIA used some sophisticated devices at that time and they located the submarine and they basically commissioned Howard Hughes to be a front for the CIA to develop this this ship that was going to go out. And they actually were able to recover most of this sunken submarine. And it gave us all kinds of insight into their technology and stuff. So he did a lot of crazy things. He was involved with like these super secret spook stuff. And I mean, he was like every man's ideal man, right? But what got him wasn't the fear of any of that stuff that he did. Yeah. It was the fear of being contaminated by germs. Crazy. And he got so extreme that like in the 70s, he'd moved all over the place, all over the world He uh, would basically go into like a luxury suite in a hotel. He would have his help there. They would basically strip the place of anything that could be contaminated. He would lay on the bed naked at night so that he could not touch anything that would contaminate him. He quit like uh, brushing his teeth out of fear that he would bring germs and stuff into his mouth. Yeah. He didn't trim his nails or his toenails. He would put. Uh, tissue boxes on his feet what? and walk around so he didn't touch the floor. I mean, he went off the deep end. Wow. He wasn't even recognizable from that playboy <laughs> guy <laughs> when you know he was at his heyday as this millionaire. But when he died, he weighed 90 pounds. He was on a flight um, coming back to the United States to try to help him. And apparently, because he was also addicted to different drugs, he, his kidney shut down and he died. <laughs> he weighed 90 pounds.
0: Crazy,
1: Yeah. I mean, it's weird, weird story. So we have the trifecta of Howards that have germophobia. Three Howards walk into a
0: bar. They all wash their hands. The end. <laughs> Jeez.
1: that's That was bad. That was dumb. That was bad. Okay. <laughs> Another one that was famous for germophobes was Nikola Tesla. Tesla. Now, Tesla was a super genius. He was a, I think he was from Serbia, right? Mm-hmm. Originally, he had studied engineering and stuff, and he was in always conflict with uh, Thomas Edison. Mm-hmm. As for, you know, they were trying to get all of the electric stuff going in the
0: world. There's like a race going for AC and DC mm-hmm. power, which one's more efficient and
1: safer, and all right. kinds of stuff. And Nikola was the AC guy, and uh, Edison was the DC guy. But anyway, they tore the sheets and they had altercations. But Nikola Tesla was kind of weird. He had germophobia and another phobia, which was strange. And maybe it was because he messed around with electricity. But it was his fear of women's jewelry. Wow. Yeah, he had a fear of women's jewelry. It was called cosmemophobia. Yeah, say that again. Cosmophobia. Cosmemophobia. yeah. So he was afraid of women's jewelry, especially the big heavy metal jewelry. And maybe it was because it was conductive and he was afraid he was going to get electrocuted. (laughs) But yeah, this guy, they said he was so anal about, you know, his uh, hygiene that he would wash his hands multiple, multiple times. They said he'd go through 17 towels in one day to, you know, basically get rid of that phobia or to offset it. Now, so these are when they get that extreme; those things basically become obsessive compulsive disorders. Right, and there are a lot of those things around that are just really, really strange. I wonder where the
0: the fear of women's jewelry comes from, not men's jewelry. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm hey, imagining not a lot of guys wore jewelry back then, but like rings and watches, maybe.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, but maybe he got jewelry. Maybe he got picked up, and a lady had a brooch and had a pin. And he got poked when he was uh, a kid. Or scared him from there. Yeah. Or, you know, you hug him and they push you to, you know, hug you up close and you're young and in elementary Just school. Smacked his head on. A, smack your head into a brooch or a rhinestone gets stuck in your nose. I don't wow. know. Could
0: be. Rhinestone? Well, okay. Isn't that what they put on like cowboy pants? Maybe it was a little bit of turquoise.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Something in a brooch or
0: a necklace. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Something. That's a weird one. It is a weird one. I like so, the conductor metaphor. I think of that a lot as a welder, you know. When I'm using like high frequency AC, mm-hmm. it'll like kind of every once in a while, it's just like maybe you gotta, it'll like get you. It's just like a, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what does it through my glove. I think I'm
1: just super conductive. Maybe, maybe it's a nerve problem. Nerve problem? Yeah. You just yeah my nerves freak
0: out when they get <laughs> hit with electricity. That's the problem.
1: So, do you have anything that you wanna share? I've been bringing these things up. Yeah,
0: you had like a full. I know.
1: I'm prepared, man. That's what happens when you get older. You get organized. Yeah. You when put you it work in the from time. Home, must be
0: nice. <laughs> no kids running around. What do you mean? You're running around. I'm not running around your house. We are tonight. I'm not throwing eggies on the floor in the morning. This is true. Or crying about a bottle in the middle of the night. Speaking of which, a different kind of
1: bottle. Beer break? Mm hmm. <laughs> well, that was a good beer, Aston. What'd you think?
0: That's pretty good. I, I got beer. it right
1: here. I like beer breaks. Beer breaks are good. You know, speaking
0: of kind of maybe our next topic, one thing that really bothers me is when you pour a beer into a glass like this, and the foam, the head or whatever on the beer makes like those. What do you call that? A
1: dirty kind of has bubble like, spots.
0: Yeah, it has like a residue that that stays. The foam kind of lingers and stays on the on the top of the glass, and it creates like a weird kind of texture. Uh, yeah textured pattern that bothers me. So I try to always drink my beer in like
1: a circle and kind of rinse those down as you go
0: and like tip them so that it kind of
1: erases the, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I don't like it. It doesn't have anything to do. I, I have the same kind of thing I do, you know, which kind of brings us to that. A lot of times phobias and quirks can kind of lead or are married to a type of OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder.
0: Right. You brought that up earlier. Yeah.
1: And I think it's something we should talk about because it is highly prevalent in the types of weird phobias and quirks that we're moving towards. It's something that happens when when it gets really noticeable for other people, then you're on the fringe of being obsessive compulsive about that. Right. Uh, And it's not necessarily a laughing matter because it's quite serious for a lot of people. These disorders can like totally ruin their lives. But at the same time, Some of these things are kind of humorous. and We tried to keep a lighthearted kind of atmosphere on most of this discussion. Um, I think from here on out, when we start talking about the more severe forms of OCD and uh, the married phobias that go with it, it's a little more sobering, unlike our beer. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so obsessive compulsive disorders are basically anything that jumps into your mind. It could be an image or a thought or a thing That kind of makes you have a compulsive need to take care of it. Yeah. It could be something that you're afraid of, or it could be something that you feel like you need to do. It could be an image. It could be all kinds of things. So like on a basic level, uh,
0: maybe you feel like somebody's watching you. So you feel like you need to look over your shoulder
1: constantly, but you never, there's never anybody there. Right. Kind of thing. So somebody feels like if they're walking down the road that they have to make sure they count the number of lines Mm. or cracks in the sidewalk. And then at the end of a certain number, they have to like take a step backwards, or perhaps they have to jump the last crack, or maybe they have to step on the last crack. Hmm. It could be if you step on one crack that you need to make sure you step on another crack with your other foot in a certain number of steps. Um, it and could, it's not like a game. It's not like a mental, like, I'm going to occupy
0: my time right now. It's like a thing where you kind of you feel, feel like, like you, you have to. You have and have if to you do don't, it. you kind of feel like you should go back and fix it.
1: Yeah. No. a common one that some people have, like, say the way that you hang toilet paper. Okay. Do you put the paper over or do you mm, put it under? The internet debate of the century. Yeah. That, for some people, is an obsessive compulsive disorder. However mild, it's still a disorder because they will actually go in if it's wrong and they will fix it because it bothers them if it's the wrong way. Good for them. Yeah. Fixing so you know, that's a little more mild, but there are extreme cases of this mm-hmm. stuff. Like are, uh, that monk TV show. Yeah. Monk. monk. Yeah, exactly. And he just couldn't function without like doing certain things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can get online and read some stories for some of these people. I, I feel a lot of sympathy for a lot of them because even though it sounds funny, uh, I was reading one article where a boyfriend of a lady who had obsessive compulsive disorder, uh, she had to have everything straightened, had to have everything organized, couldn't have any mess on any counters, all the pins, you know, that were on the desk had to be lined up exactly right. And his big fun thing was to Mm -hmm. go out and kind of mess them up every time she'd turn her head. Throw a leaf blower in the kitchen. And it would drive her crazy. It'd drive her (laughs) insane. And then he went to one of the appointments where she was meeting with a counselor to help her deal with her OCD. And there was a little kid there who obviously was out and who had a different form of OCD. And he was walking on the cracks and he had to like take walks around the cracks and then jump three times and then fall down to his knees, then jump up. And he described this elaborate kind of thing. And the parent or the uh, psychiatrist or whatever that was helping him made him step away from his routine. And he just fell sobbing on the floor because he couldn't complete his ritual, his obsessive compulsive ritual. Hmm. The The guy was so impacted by it. Every time he went home, he made sure that he lined everything up neatly for her because it, all of a sudden he realized the impact of not having it right. Right. It wasn't a joke anymore. Right. Hmm. That's a that's a really frustrating thing. It's odd and for some of us we might think it's a little humorous, but it's quite debilitating for a lot of people. I think a lot of times on like a a minor
0: scale when people do things um subconsciously or involuntarily, it it can be kind of funny. So like let's say you're at a a dinner party and there's somebody at the table who You know, he'll take a drink and then he'll tap his, you know, fork on that plate. And you're like, why does he keep clinking? And then it becomes a thing and he's like, I don't know. I just keep clinking my fork. I can't help
1: it. There's a lot of Seinfeld episodes Mm -hmm. where they did weird things
0: like that. I know for like myself, like we were just talking about, you know, workouts and going to the gym and stuff. If I lift some weights and I, I pick up the weight from the rack with my right arm If I take it off with my right arm again, I feel weird like I've done more with my right arm. So, I have to take it off with my left arm and then put it back on. You know, like my brain tells me I have to do the same amount no matter what. Mm -hmm. And it'll kind of bother me a little bit if I don't. And sometimes I, I don't just to like, you know, be more time efficient. But it will linger in my head. And then the rest of the day like... If I have to, you know, tighten a a long screw on a machine I'm working on, I I use my left hand instead of my right and it'll it'll linger. (laughs) It'll like, wait, wait a minute. I need to use my right or I need to offset. Yeah, I I need to take care of the fact that I lifted the weight off the rack twice with my right arm.
1: I need some equilibrium in this. Yeah, it's really weird. You know, that's one of the really common OCDs Mm -hmm. is that, okay, if I touch something with my right fingertip, then I need to touch it with the left fingertip. It's like they need to equalize things. Mm -hmm. Or if they put something on the right side, they need to do something on the left side as well. And sometimes even when you're driving, people will say, oh, I'm driving too much in the right lane. I need to drive now in the left lane. Oh, and they'll make a lane change just to satisfy that. Uh, Yeah, just so that they can (laughs) satisfy it. Or some will be so extreme. It's like, okay, I'm going to drive two miles in the right lane, two miles in the left lane. And they'll they'll have a pattern or a sequence of letters or numbers that they have to do. <laughs> it's really, really weird. There's no controlling it. It's in people that are doing it realize that it's strange. The ramifications of not doing what they feel like they need to do is way worse than just going ahead and basically surrendering to the urge. As far as like anxiety goes. Yeah crazy yeah so not crazy but so now imagine um you've got that desire you've got that ocd to do something and imagine if that something is something bad Mm -hmm. so that's where things get really really hard and difficult because if you're fixated on something you can fixate on numbers or something and that's kind of innocuous But what if you have a fixation on something visual, some kind of imagery or thought that's in your brain of something you must do and that whatever it is, is bad. That sounds like a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's horrific for those people. And sometimes it's something they would never do, but they can't get the image out of right. their head. That'd be a bummer. Yeah. So OCD can be something that is totally something that's confined within your mind. It's a it's a vision. It's an image of something, mm-hmm. and that's really really hard for people. Uh, there are cases where like people are afraid that they are going to cheat, like ha- on their spouse. Yes. Oh, okay. Or they're going to not be able to say no to. Having some kind of relationship, relationship with another person, some sexual relationship. Even though they never would in real life, they have that phobia. And it leads to an obsessive compulsive disorder where they have to do extreme things to try to avoid that situation. Oh, weird. Or maybe those images are so strong, they don't even know if they're true or false anymore. Hmm. So, like, this has resulted in people like creating chastity belts for themselves. Well, so that they would know that in in giving somebody else the key so that they would know that they could not, you know, cheat or fulfill that image in their mind. That's something. And it doesn't, you know, what if it's, it could be an image of like that you steal something, even though you never would in your mind, you're afraid if you go into a certain store, you're going to steal something. Wouldn't that be an answer to they're like, why did you steal it? (laughs) Don't know. Well, you know, a lot of people like, okay, you can get into kleptomania, which is another Mm -hmm. thing. And, and that's, and this is all married. This is all kind of like all wrapped together. It's pretty disheartening. I'm sure for people that are suffering for the other people, they just think people are crazy and weird. Mm -hmm. You go down this path, it gets weirder and weirder. Um, One of the weirdest things that I ran across is this thing called the PICA disorder. A PICA? Yeah. PICA. P I C A. Maybe they call it, maybe they pronounce it PICA. But I pica, think it's, it pica, pica. looks like a pica Peter disorder pica, to me.
0: Pica, pica, pica
1: and it's a basically it's a psychological eating disorder. What differentiates this from other disorders like bulimia or anorexia is that this disorder is found in people who have an inexplicable need to eat something that has no nutritional value, like a stool. Or a chair? It could be anything. Wow. So some of the more common ones are people will eat mud. Oh, that that means they're anemic. That would not be pica. Right. That would be, you know, some kind of... Nutritional deficit. Right. Um, But pike would be, no, I need to eat mud for some reason other than nutritional value. It's caused by something else. Right. And so, okay, so mud's one thing that, okay, yeah, maybe you need more... I don't know what, iron iron in your diet or something. But what if it's something like I need to eat um, ice? No nutritional value, but I mean, I have the compulsion. I need to go eat ice. And I'm not talking about get an ice cube. I'm talking about I'm going to go to the lake, a frozen lake, and lay out there and gnaw on the ice. Oh, that's weird. Or I'm going to buy a block of ice. I'm going to bite ice. And I just got to go and eat it. (laughs) And, you know, so it's something that they they feel like they have to do. Okay, that's. I think that it's one's almost, associated with anemia too. It's a little weirder. I know my mom who had cancer, one of the, the side effects of that was she would always chew on ice when she was going through her cancer treatments. Um, but beyond that, what if the thing that you're eating is something like metal? Right. Or what if you start eating a wall? So, yeah. Like one that of the guy who goes famous, he like ate a whole
0: airplane. Uh, yeah, that would it's be like weird. in Japan I, or something. I don't
1: know. I didn't hear or read about that, but yeah, that's, that's a really strange one. I did read a story about a gal who, um, I think she was in Africa, South Africa that started to eat. She could not stop herself. She was a young school girl. She started eating the walls and she ate basically one of the walls out of her house and she got parasites. She got all kinds of Ugh. illnesses. She had teeth problems and stuff because she couldn't stop. Um, So, yeah, that would be one. Um, Another thing that people have been known to do is eat chalk. Oh, that sounds uncomfortable. Oh, I know. That sounds horrible. (laughs) Um, Or they pull out their hair and eat their hair.
0: Yeah, that reminds me of one that I was reading is just the the need to feel like you need to pull out your hair. Like a...
1: Uh, Some kind of disorder.
0: Disorder. uh, I... (sighs) Like we mentioned earlier, I made like a note in my phone, and for some reason, my phone does not
1: save notes. I've heard that excuse before. I know. I don't know. I have. That's what I'm saying. Us older guys, we got it going on. Yeah, you We're do. We're more organized, but yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, must be nice <laughs> to work from home. <laughs> um, another thing that they've been known to eat is, uh, you know, like needles. Oh, And stuff like that. Some really weird stuff. I mean, even eating their own feces. I mean, it's it's a really strange condition. And this is way out there. But this is like a need that is driven by something psychologically in their mind that they have to obey or they will be miserable. I kind
0: of can relate in a very minor way. Okay. When we go and eat sushi Mm -hmm. together... That all you can eat sushi place we love so very, very much. Uh-huh. I have the need to eat as much as I've <laughs> possible. Yeah, I think like, that's until called gluttony. I feel like I'm gonna die when I leave. And uh, I get cramps because I think the carbohydrates are something from all the rice. Yeah. I get cramps in my legs and you I do? get sick. My stomach locks up and stuff. You might have diabetes, dude. You it. Well, and nobody should consume $80 <laughs> worth of sushi no. in 20 minutes. Six it's not healthy. cups <laughs> of
1: white rice yeah, yeah. and all kinds of weird syrups and it stuff. Might just
0: be, <laughs> it might be cramps in my legs from supporting my excess body weight from eating oh, the, yeah. the sushi. It was good. It was bad.
2: Come on, baby, make it hurt so Okay.
1: one thing that's really weird about obsessive compulsive disorders is I think everybody has some level of OCD on something. I, I think it's really rare to find somebody who hasn't struggled with some kind of OCD behavior, right? It doesn't have to be extreme. Um, but all of us have is minor is leaving the house to get to work. On a
0: time that ends in a 5 or a 0, you know, like, you right. better leave by 5 o'clock or 5.15 instead of, you know, 5.12. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Or, you know, people have, like we talked about, the toilet paper, mm-hmm. over or under. There's also things like, how do you stack the dishwasher? Mm-hmm. Some people are very OCD about that. That's why oh, yeah. it's it's kind of become this kind of slang for people that are, are anal. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, they're really anal about that. But it's really, you know, a mild form of OCD. I like to be in control. I like <laughs> no to way. drive. I like to organize things a certain way. If Roxanne stacks the dishwasher wrong, I'll fix it. <laughs> you know, and for me, I think of it. No, it's not OCD. It's logic. Yeah, <laughs> it will clean so much better if it's in this position, or we can stack so much more if it's in this position.
0: So when I was in high school, you and I put together this car, a Volkswagen Bug.
1: Yes, which we should have on our website. Yeah, we should show pictures of that. We will. It should be I'll called put it a, on a strange mobile or something. A strange bug. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Anyway. When I was in high school, you and I built this car together or put it together and kind of modified it. And it's a kind of a Baja style bug, but it's done up really nice, I think. But you used to, you know, be like, hey, why don't you scrape on this? And then, you know, I'll work on this thing over here. Yeah. And then I'd be like, okay, I'll clean up this whatever motor mount. It's like a stupid thing I just gotta kind of scrape the paint off of it or something and you come back back like, no 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 don't do it that way and then you do it yourself and I'd be like <laughs>
1: okay well, I know I was horrible but I got better if you, <laughs> you as we better. went along the process
0: but what I was gonna say is I understand <laughs> yeah
1: exactly how you felt your mom can bear testimony to this because I am so awful I mean there are things I like to do a certain way. And and when they're not done that way, and a lot of times it's because of efficiency. <laughs> uh, like your mom has a way of like deciding that she's going to use a tool to do something that it was not designed to mm-hmm. do. Like driving a nail with the back end of a knife from our okay. silverware drawer. No, use a screwdriver. it's it's like why just get a hammer and so you know a lot of times the things that drive her crazy about doing small projects is that she doesn't use the right tool yep and for me it's like get the right tool it's like uh
0: yeah and i think that comes from your you know you you're a handyman yeah you can build things you can you know you have the basic knowledge of construction and geometry stuff like that you know, like mom has that tiny hammer. <laughs> yeah. What's, it's like, why did you drive a nail with that damn thing? It's
1: so cute. That's like, <laughs> that's like something you put in a kid's toy box. Sometimes people who have a different approach to doing things that for you is like mm-hmm. extremely logical and extremely normal and efficient to see them try to do the same thing with something that is not efficient is well, frustrating. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I totally get it. But anyway, so that's kind of a form of OCD. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that OCD necessarily happens consistently through your life. I think it ebbs and flows. Different things cause you to be obsessive about certain things. Or you might be obsessed with certain things at certain times in your life. Uh, Depending on, you know, your age, your hormones, whatever, it changes as you get older and as you grow and experience new things in life. So I remember as a kid, we would go down. We lived in a place called Twin Falls, Idaho. And very close to Twin Falls was, lo and behold, a uh, Falls. And it was quite beautiful, but it was huge. They call it the Niagara of the West. I'll put a picture on the website so people can see. But when I was a kid... Um, we would go down there and it was always kind of fearful, you know, cause you had to walk out there and kind of your fear of heights thing we were talking about, yeah. where, you know, you're worried about your loved ones, right? And they had these like viewpoints where you could mm-hmm. walk down these steps and you'd overhang the cliff and you could look out over the whole falls, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, and see everything. It was beautiful, but it was also quite scary. And as a young kid, I mean, totally engraved itself into my mind and, Because there was always this thunderous water going over. It was crazy. And you were high up in the air. And so then my sister was born. And I remember she was fragile and, and, you know, she was a baby. And somehow, and I don't know if we went on a picnic down there, and I got in my mind an image of me grabbing my sister and throwing her over Mm. the lookout into the falls. Right. And it would not leave my mind. Mm -hmm. this image of me doing something harmful to my little baby sister was stuck in there. I I remember as an older kid, you know, maybe when I was 12, when she was like two or three, I didn't want to go to the falls with them as a family because I was afraid I would lose control and somehow I would just pick her up and throw her over the lookout. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was so weird. I have no idea why that image stuck in my head, but that's a typical kind of OCD thing where something sticks in your head and it affects your life. Right. So for the next, until she was too heavy for me to pick up and throw over the edge, I literally tried to avoid any time that I would be able to go to the falls where she was going to be there. Mm -hmm. Just because of that image was so powerful and stuck in my head. I can kind of relate to that. When I was little, I remember I've been talking to mom about
0: this. But um, I just had thoughts of like me sitting there at dinner and grabbing my knife and just stabbing somebody. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I'm like, and that's all I could think about. Not like I wanted to do it, but like, what if my body just what did What is that? wrong with what me? What would that happen this is if I did my- that? What, yeah. would, what would I say? What would I do? I wouldn't, I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. It's mm-hmm. just was like a weird thing. And, you know, I'd say that like, I don't know, I'm afraid of doing something bad. Yep. And I don't want to do anything bad. Yep. But it's the most terrible thing. And now that I'm older, I feel like that's translated from me doing something bad. But what if something bad happens? Somebody else does something bad. Or, you know, like now that I have kids, what if he just falls and hit his head wrong? Yeah. What would I do? Yeah. I Those mean, thoughts you know, that I are just, so
1: powerful in your head and they mm-hmm. and they totally recur. It's like they're on a repeat.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And and then you're w- ultra aware of your kids. And it's probably some some form of survival mechanism, probably. I'm assuming. But, you know, I'm super aware of where my kid is and I get mad if he goes in the road without mentioning it. Mm-hmm. I get mad if he walks backwards towards the road because all it would take is for him to slip. It's mm-hmm. uncontrollable. And with my kids, I'd rather be an irritating helicopter dad than have them fall on their head. They have something happen but like
1: that. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't. I don't think they would even fall. That's the weird part. (laughs) And you can't protect them from all the times you're not there when they're playing Mm -hmm. and you're not around. One of the things that this really goes to illustrate is that people that are supposedly normal have those same kind of OCD thoughts Mm -hmm. and in some small way are able to be sympathetic to people that are stuck in those routines, those thoughts that will not leave your mind. You know, what do you do? with those thoughts. How do you deal with those things? I've had a lot of those thoughts where like, I'll just have like a, like maybe a dirty word or something. I'll be like, (laughs) I've been in church before sitting in a pew and I'll have this terrible thought run through my head. And then I try not to think about it. And it runs through again. It's Mm -hmm. like, what is like like wrong? The more with you try not to think of it, the more you think of it. Yeah, and so is this uh, some kind of possession? I mean, I wondered about that myself. Is like, is this like yeah. some kind of evil that's trying to overtake me? Why do I have this thought as a little kid of throwing my sister over the falls? What is, is this like the devil? Mm-hmm. You know, what's wrong with me? And as you get older, you know, you still wonder. And maybe it is. Maybe there's like this, if we could see behind the veil, maybe there's some big ugly demon sitting there and shouting something horrible in your ear. I don't know if he's big and ugly. I picture him like a little guy. Like a little, like a, <laughs> like
0: a I don't know, like two and a half feet tall, but like normal proportions. Like Willow? You're like, hey, <laughs> just just grab the baby, dude. I don't know, like a little squeaky voice. Uh-huh.
1: I think, I don't know. Bug Cupid in a diaper. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Speaking
1: of Cupid, what's coming up here in the near future? Valentine's. Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah, I think we should talk about that.
0: I wonder sometimes if that's where like we get our Ed Kempers. Yeah. And our Ted Bundys and our, you know, those kind of people mm-hmm. where they've had those voices. And, and they start listening And for to some them. reason, not even listening to them because I think they know they're wrong. But they just. Can't disengage? Yeah, they just. They just go for it. I don't know. I think everybody has voices in their head. Whether, you know, where it's like, maybe I should just kick that door shut. Because, you know, I don't like that guy right now. I'm going to kick that door shut. (laughs) So, they do it. You know, it ends up hurting somebody because they kick the door and it hit Mm -hmm. them in the head or whatever. And then that's one little thing that happened. And then the next time, you know, maybe I should just knock, knock the cup of... Speaking of my children, knocked a cup of goldfish that he gave me as a on snack the onto the floor just to prove that I'm mad. Ha 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 ha! Yeah, and then it it, it can kind of escalate, and if you don't have the right, you know, kind of nurturing, and then in, in the right yeah. mindset of success and mm-hmm. positivity,
1: or you have some kind of severe mental psychological mm-hmm. issue,
0: then maybe it will. You it know, progresses. Maybe until- it'll turn into. Maybe I should light this dumpster mm-hmm. on fire. Maybe I should cut that cat with a knife or, you know, some weird Ted Bundy thing keeps going and it just escalates. So I wonder if that's, although everybody has those voices, it just comes down to their heart and their personality and
1: And their ability to ignore or to release that voice. I've thought about this because we're doing this podcast with my sister. What did I do there to kind of free myself of that image in my mind? Well, the honest truth was at first I avoided it for probably a few years when I was younger. It's like I just tried not to get in a situation where that could actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, later, I started to recognize that this was a, a voice that was not real. It was silly and all these things. And I gave myself grace. Mm-hmm. It's like when I gave myself grace that, oh yeah, that thought went through my mind. But you know what? I don't have to listen to it. And then as soon as I, I took the, the power of it away, by saying, oh, yeah, go ahead, run through my mind. I don't care. Have that stupid thought. It's stupid, but I'm not going to let to it. We'll move on. Yeah. yeah. Then all of a sudden, the power of it was gone. But if I fought it, if I tried to grab that thought and make it go away, it was impossible. But if I just let it run through and mm-hmm. let it go, then it was like, oh, yeah, there it is again. Stupid thing. And just let it go. I also wonder if it's a, a little
0: form of like natural preservation for little things. So- Your sister at the time was the most helpless thing in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And being swept away in a current and dropped through gravity, you know, through the river Mm -hmm. is going to be the most helpless situation. I've been to Niagara Falls. Right. And I personally thought, what if I fell in there? Yeah. I'd be screwed. I couldn't grab a rock. There's nothing to grab onto. It's fast moving water because these waterfalls are huge.
1: Yep. There's remember, no chance. I remember going down to those falls when I was a little kid. I would have to grab the rail, and my I had white, knuckles, white knuckles going down there because it was so terrifying. I yeah. mean, the the water noise was so loud and it was so scary and so high mm-hmm. and i could see through the fences and the, the holes in the fences you know look so big like you have to fall through <laughs> fall through and you know i'd see people lift their kids up to look over the edge mm-hmm. of the rail no, and i and just freaked me out
0: so that's probably where your anxiety came from part of is you oh,
1: married that with the fear of this poor helpless new little yeah. baby sister it's the ultimate
0: helplessness of the situation those two things are polar opposites. I, I think complete you could mix power in more
1: and complete innocence. I get that. I think you're right, and I think you're onto something. But you could throw in more. You could go all Freudian on it, and you could mm. say, "Oh yeah, maybe there's a jealousy issue with oh, me yeah. not being the youngest child, and now I've got this like little sister to compete with. So maybe I have some animosity or anger towards her that is manifest in this image." that I know is wrong. Freud, the sex guy. Yeah. Everything was the mom, you know, yeah, no the worries. other guy young kind of took it out of that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think all of these things are common And I would say if we were able to get people with a little bit of libation, we able to free up their minds to, and let their tongues talk freely. We would probably yeah. discover that a lot of people have these yep. same kind of things that they've experienced. Yep. I'd agree. So do you know what the acronym of fear is in psychological circles?
0: flabbergasted existential actions regurgitated.
1: Uh, no, but it's a good <laughs> a good try. Uh, try fault evidence appearing real. Oh, I kind of like that. It doesn't always apply because there is legitimate fear, but illegitimate. Yeah. (laughs) Dragon or an earthquake (laughs) or something like that, you know, but uh, a lot of times fear is unreal. Mm -hmm. So that false evidence appearing real is a good way to think about your fears and phobias that might have. Is this a real thing? I don't know. Kind of talks about all those things, you know, those fears of
0: throwing somebody over the edge of a cliff. This got dark real quick. It did. So let's get light. You want to get light? No, I want to get dark. Oh, okay. Go dark. So there's not much darker than like going to bed in the nighttime and then a shadow coming out of the darkness. Like a like in the a form of shadow? a shadow person. Oh. The, while you're laying on your bed. The infamous shadow you person. you can't move a single bone
1: in your body. What does it have to do with like strange quirks?
0: Well, sleep paralysis is a real problem for people. Uh-huh. You know, they wake up in the middle of the night. They're somewhere between sleep and wakedness, and they they feel like they can't move. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's this thing that's reported constantly where people keep seeing and seeing these shadows or have the feeling of being watched or have the feeling that something's with them.
1: Mm. Not just, not just a- So that, that could, that sounds like an OCD moment or an obsessive compulsive disorder where they feel a different presence mm-hmm. or they're afraid that there's a different presence somewhere in the room or. Whatever,
0: yeah. Um, they did a study on the shadow people phenomenon. We've talked about it before with Milner's another podcast, yeah, and and you know other things like
1: Paranormal. that. And
0: there's actually a part of the brain, the Hippocampus. Left, the left temporal junction, hmm. the TPJ, for those of you who are up on the cranial lingo,
1: brain geography. Yep.
0: Apparently, a scientist named Olaf Blankley, Uh um, he had done a study trying to figure out epilepsy seizures in this 23-year-old girl who had epilepsy, obviously, and he was, you know, applying mild electric shocks to different parts of her brain, and when she hit this TPJ spot, she had this feeling of something that would almost mimic her body's Motions.
1: Like outside of her body? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. Like something that was just behind her. She perceived something being behind her. Yeah, something that's with her and mimics her but isn't her. So could almost she Almost like see her consciousness or? was separated from herself. Mm. So there was almost two of her at this point. But mm. she referred to this shadow being that she saw as a he. And he would lay just beneath her when she slept and sit just behind her when she sat down weird and and he would um you know walk behind her or to the right or left of her as she went and i think they even said
1: but he would mimic her motions and Mm -hmm. movements and stuff
0: and i think at one point in a study where they were doing like flashcards this
1: being a shadow person that even tried to take a card from her. Oh, so it had its own personality. So it wasn't just like a shadow of her. It actually had its own free Maybe, will. Maybe,
0: But if she was reaching to grab the card, but perceived it as this other guy grabbing the card. Trying to get it from her. Oh, weird. So That's something so weird. separated her consciousness from her physical body. Mm. And when you're in that state of sleep paralysis where you have your motor skills pretty limited or mm. zeroed out. Maybe these actions that you wish you could be taking, you know, getting up and going to the bathroom or checking the lock on the door or turning off the hall light, maybe those thoughts get projected through this same kind of TPJ experience. I don't know if that's what you would sure. want to call it, but that's what I'm going to call it. Maybe that's kind of what's happening in these situations and that's an extreme like,
1: OCD yeah type situations. Well you know I the, don't know about OCD but well the brain is a powerful thing. So whether you're imagining a person behind you underneath you or whatever reaching for a card, you're seeing it in your mind or feeling it in your mind. That's identical to what you would experience if you're having extreme forms of OCD where you're seeing an image in your mind or you're feeling something in your mind or experiencing that something is behind you in your mind it's real mm-hmm. kind of like when you see a spider and then you feel a spider
0: on your body mm-hmm. all of a sudden you know you're yeah you
1: feel like there's creepy crawlies at. all over you or you can imagine there's a spider in your body and never feel it and you'd still get that creepy feeling mm-hmm. I think, yeah interesting well, i know what, we we what you... went kind of deep there for a minute i mean that was like full-on scientology or scientific, scientificology. We made Tom Cruise proud
0: today.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is weird. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This is a fascinating kind of subject. It kind of takes you down different rabbit holes. Uh, even in this one podcast, talking about a few of these things. We could spin these off into seven or eight different directions mm-hmm. and have podcasts about each one of those. Exactly. And it's so fun to do this podcast because you end up basically running into all these other show
0: ideas. Yep. You like kind of like get while you're like a talking little about taste them. of this thing or this thing. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was Dude, really fun. It was fun just to touch on a bunch of different stuff. We couldn't get too deep into things, but it's fun to kind of go through different you know highlights of... Weird yeah. ticks and quirks and yeah, and things we kind of we
1: kind of went, you know, we started light and we went a little more heavy, and then we we kind of got deep and we got a little bit kind of scary and strange, and then we pulled back out and talked about the paranormal connection to Shadow Man. I like that. That's what, what's so fun about
0: this. Do you have a uh, a quirk like something that you see in people? All the time, it just bothers
1: you regularly. Well, I know a person in, that always has to rub their nose. Mm. It's like no matter what, when they're talking, they'll always reach up and they'll rub their nose. Like a nervous tick. Nervous tick or their nose itches all the time. I'm not mm. sure. But Allergies. Yeah. And it's not like they stick their finger up their nose. They just like... they just Like, like, a, they like, just like a, a nose rub. Yeah, they touch their nose and maybe yeah. wobble it around a
0: little bit. That's similar to the one I'm thinking of. I had a co-worker. He's like my manager at the time. And he would always like <clears throat> Yeah before he yeah. would talk to you, he'd like sniff in, clear his throat and then speak. He'd mm-hmm. be like <clears throat> So you cut these axles short. Sure. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So are you using this certain dial caliper? Whatever. And then yeah. you're like, Why are you sniffing clear your throat every time you speak to me? Yeah, it's
1: got to be bad for your sinuses. Well, acid. another one that's weird is like your grandpa. Every time he eats or drinks something, after he swallows mm. or takes a drink, he has to go.
0: Hmm. Mm.
1: I do that too. Yeah, you do, and that drives
0: me insane. <laughs> no, <know>. because people <gasps> I do know. it, and they don't know. I think involuntary noises in general, like if somebody's doing something and they don't know it, it bothers me.
1: You know one thing your mom does that's really weird. What's that? So she'll be dead asleep and I'll be just trying to go to sleep and I'll feel the bed move and I'll look over and I see her arm raising up in the air and it raises straight up in the air and her wrist is like limped over. Okay, yeah. zombie. And then she'll take her other hand and it's, her wrist is limp, but she'll stroke up her arm with her fingertips. That's weird. And then get to the top up by her wrist, and then she'll stroke back down. That's weird. And she'll just be doing that. This, like, weird stroking it's like of her scratch, arm. like a weird kind of Yeah, but tickling. hardly any pressure, like That's feather-like weird. pressure. In the middle of the night, it, it is weird. weird. It is weird. I'll grab her arm and, like, slam it down. Like, knock it off. Stop. You're afraid of that,
0: like, limp wrist just coming around your throat. Yeah, it's like, your arm's possessed. What are you doing? It's like a
1: snake about ready to strike me. That's funny. <laughs> but that's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know. That's a funny one. Well, you know, let's let's wrap this up. We've talked a long time. Let's uh, let's close this baby off. I, I do want to encourage people, if you haven't seen our webpage, you can go to a webpage at astrangething.com. We also have a Facebook page you can check out. And now we have also got a page on MeWe, which is kind of cool. Um, we're trying to be where the people are so if you've migrated or thinking about migrating or have dual accounts for your social media and you have a, a Miwi account we are there so check us out also join us on instagram join us on twitter austin's gone silent i don't know what he's doing over there I'm Trying to think of something. it's a call where you see the same thing over and over again oh deja vu yeah did you just have a deja vu moment? Yeah, a
0: little bit. And I thought of something funny, and then you were talking, and I just you were trailed off so trying you to remember that. how to say deja vu.
1: <laughs> deja vu. It's kind of like saying menage a trois. No, not menage a trois. Feng shui. Feng shui. Menage a Deja vu. You can make up our own language. <laughs> it's vu. called a French. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm talking laughs> I don't know. I'm just making up crap. All right. But anyway, yeah. Um, check us out on Facebook. Likes on Twitter you go to your favorite podcasting app leave a review for us like us and share us with your friends just tell your friends about us and we'd love for them to listen anything else you want to say before we close out no I don't think buddy so. boy all right
0: well do your deed so join us next time for some cold drinks and some strange conversations sounds good taters taters, taters. you know what's a weird one what deja vu deja vu is weird so join us next time for some cold drinks and some strange conversations sounds good taters taters (laughs)